Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies, as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. So we are going to get started on day three of our Bible study plan titled Success from the Inside Out. And as I've done the last couple days, I want to just tell you what this Bible study plan entails so that you can have a better understanding and appreciation for it. So this Bible plan is for anyone who battles feelings of unworthiness due to past trauma. If you have pursued success in your career, relationships, and life only to find less fulfillment on the other side of it, this Bible plan from international speaker, author, business executive, and pastor Nona Jones will be exactly what you need to rise from a painful past. So, let's dive into day three's devotional, and it is titled, Never Beyond Repair, a story. Marion Hatcher had a corporate job in finance and was married with five children in her 30s when the pain from her past began to interrupt her promising future. She had been molested as a child, and her outward success simply masked an internal brokenness that stayed with her. Her husband started to beat her, and feeling she had nowhere to turn, she turned to drugs, crack cocaine specifically. Crack cocaine brought me to my knees. That drug became the love of my life and told me it was okay to leave my children. She began to sell her body in order to keep up with her insatiable need to get high in order to escape the pain that was waiting for her in reality. She eventually started working for pimps, so she could stay high and drunk without having to face the fact that she left her family. She was missing for almost two years before she was arrested and sent to Cook County Jail. And it was then that her sobriety forced her to come face to face with the past she had been avoiding her entire life. The judge sentenced her to three to seven years in prison, but instead she ended up serving four months in an area women's drug treatment program. It was there where she was given the tools needed to dig into her soul and dredge up the shame that she had been covering up through multiple marriages, drugs, and prostitution. After doing the hard work of uncovering her pain and making peace with her past, she realized she had a calling that was bigger than herself. Her pain had purpose. She began working with the county sheriff to shift the way they pursued trafficking victims 
helping change their philosophy from going after the women who sell sex to going after the people who buy it. Her work didn't stop there. Hatcher teamed up with justice officials at the national level to begin speaking out and educating people about the issue of human, human trafficking across the U.S. And in 2017, she became one of only 20 individuals to receive the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award from President Obama in recognition of her tireless work and impact. In recounting the arrest, the catalyst, the change in her life's trajectory, she said, angels with handcuffs brought me to Cook County Jail. A woman who had numbed herself with drugs and alcohol to escape her pain was now using her story to help others escape their own. Our lesson, the pain we keep trapped inside of ourselves doesn't stay buried. It seeps out of us through our decisions and relationships. I can't tell you how many unwise decisions I can look back on and see unresolved hurt compelling my thoughts to choose wrongly. I'm sad to say that I've had both platonic and romantic relationships that were simply the fruit of unresolved hurt stirring my emotions to give too much of myself when it wasn't safe to do so. Simply because I wanted to be wanted by someone, anyone, the wrong one. Perhaps you can relate to this. You look over your shoulder and see a trail of past decisions and relationships that you aren't proud of. Yet, at the core of those mistakes was the hope that you would find the comfort, security, and validation you needed. That car you bought in an effort to impress people, but you couldn't afford, got repossessed. That woman you gave your heart to despite the red flags that she wasn't going to be faithful. The old boyfriend you reconnected with on social media because you and your husband have been getting into arguments. As you read this, I want to offer you the truth that no matter what you've done as a result of your past pain, and no matter how much shame you've carried because of it, you are never beyond repair. In Christ Jesus, we have immediate and direct access to redemption, power, the power to write a new story, work. Take this time to get before God and receive his grace by verbally confessing the ways your pain may have directed your decisions and relationships against his perfect will. Be completely honest because he already knows everything you've done. This exercise is for your benefit to finally admit where you need God's help. Pray. Lord, I ask you to repair the broken parts of my heart that have compelled me to make unwise decisions. I want to live a life that pleases you in public and in private. Amen. So the scripture that I'm going to read today is Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version. And it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our, of our new being, has set you free from the law of sin and death. So this devotional, it 
reminded me of some of the past decisions that I made out of my brokenness. As someone who was a sexual abuse victim for many years, I as well made unwise decisions. I as well would accept treatment from ones in the forms of what I thought were relationships. However, they were situations that allowed other individuals to take advantage of me sexually because I just wanted somebody, because I equated love and sex together. I didn't realize until this time last year that that wasn't the case. Actually, a little bit before this. It was at the end of January. And that was when I took a stand for the fact that love was what God gave me. Sex was a temporary physical feeling. That my relationship with God was far more important than any sexual relationship or romantic relationship that I could ever have. Because if I had him, I had everything I needed. I never once understood what that looked like prior. But it was in that moment, in that decision, that I finally felt empowered, yet scared at the same time. Because I was testing God and allowing him to show himself as real. It reminds me also of moments and times in my life whenever I've made decisions like getting overly intoxicated. I used to drink heavily. I experimented with drugs and I did all of these things to try to fit in, to try to be able to feel comfortable, to loosen up. I remember there were moments and times where I would wake up completely embarrassed. I was one of those who was unfortunately fairly lucid. I was well aware of the things that I was doing and the decisions I thought in the moment that I looked cool. But the fact of the matter is, is that I looked like a fool. Fortunately, I was with people who did care about me and therefore didn't judge me. And so now we can kind of laugh about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that I looked like an idiot. But it was all to try to make myself feel more comfortable and to make myself fit in. Because oftentimes I would be in spaces and places with individuals who felt, I believed comfortable in their own skin. And all I wanted to do was to fit in. All I wanted to do was to be included. But I always felt like a fish out of water because I didn't know myself. I didn't know myself because I was... I was brought into this life. I was sex and, and the physical aspect associated with sex was brought into my life well before I was mentally and emotionally ready to be able to process it in a healthy manner, to be able to see it for what it was. And so as a result, because it was brought into my life at a time when I was trying to figure myself out, when hormones were racing, when all the things within your teenage body are trying to change and all of these and, and your, your mindsets and your mental aspects that would help to shape you as an adult 
are all forming, it's also bringing in this unhealthy aspect at the same time. And so it was nothing but a jumbled up mess. The reality is it wasn't until I took a stand to say, no, I am no longer going to equate sex with love. And let me just tell you, I didn't know that that was what I was doing. I just thought I was obeying God. It wasn't until after the fact that I realized I was equating physical contentment, physical pleasure with love. It wasn't until after the fact that I realized that, but it was in that decision that I was able to realize who I was. I had to intentionally separate myself. There were family functions. There were fun family functions at that. Like my family is, you know, I I love being with my family. I have a ball with my family. And so the fact that I had to miss out on these functions intentionally to make sure that I was protecting myself both mentally and emotionally and spiritually because in in the moment I was still trying to figure myself out. I was going through a healing and a detoxing process. And because I knew being around my family, I can oftentimes let go, let loose, because why? They love me. They're not going to judge me. But I needed to set those parameters and those boundaries for myself. And so as a result, I had to separate myself. I had to distance myself. I had to distance myself from several things. I had to distance myself from alcohol for a period of time. I had a medical marijuana card that I had to let go. All these things. And as I'm sharing these things, the enemy would want me to be shame. He would would want me to feel shame. He would want me to feel guilty. He would want me to feel all these things, but I'd feel none of them. The reason I feel none of them is because I have been set free. I have been set free. As the scripture says, and I'm going to read it again, Romans 8, 1 through 10 in the Amplified. Therefore, there is no condemnation, meaning no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as their personal Lord and Savior. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death. Jesus died for my sins. He died for all the stuff that I did before. He died for all the things that I felt guilty about, all the things that I could be made to feel ashamed of. He died for all those things, so I don't have to feel that way. He died for any sin that I will do in the future. So therefore... There is nothing that anyone can say to me to make me feel guilty or ashamed. I gave all those things to God, all those things to God, including the guilt and the shame. In the beginning, I was was feeling guilty and ashamed and therefore did not want to tell a lot of people. I only told the people that I knew wasn't going to judge me. I only told the people that knew I did it and maybe was doing it with me. I was very selective about who I shared that with. And I want to say the same for you. If you are in this situation, be very selective about who you share your testimonies with in the beginning. Who it is that you share your process with. Be very selective. And the reason that I said be very selective is because in the beginning, you might feel some guilt and some shame. 
And not everybody is at a place and a space to be able to accept you in your process. So be very careful with who you allow to know certain things. Now, once you're healed, it don't matter. Like I said, ain't nothing nobody can tell me to make me feel bad about the things that I did back in the day. Because to be completely honest, we all got stuff. We all got baggage. So you can try to bring up the things that I've done in the past. But the fact of the matter is, is that anybody that I share this with who may want to bring it up, I'm pretty doggone sure you got some stuff in your closet as well. We all do. It reminds me of the scripture where the the um, gentlemen were, I say gentlemen, but the guys in the Bible were wanting to, you know, wanting to stone this woman. And Jesus said, you know, he who, who has not sinned, like, you cast the first stone. Not now one of them put those stones because they was all sinners. Every single last one of them was a sinner. Therefore, we are all sinners. We cannot throw stones at anybody. We can judge anybody, make anybody feel guilty or ashamed for anything that they've done. Or, or will do or are doing. Not a single solitary one of us. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Sorry, that's an old uh, Keith Sweat song. But I'm just saying, nobody. Nobody. So, free yourself. I'm not going to talk about the singing in Vogue song. Free yourself and the rest will follow. Told y'all God speaks to me through music. But it's the truth. Free yourself. Do not allow anyone to make you feel bad for who you have been, for who you are. You are changing. You are changing. You are changing. Embrace your process. Accept yourself. And if don't nobody else accept you, I accept you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this Bible study plan and for the information that you allowed us to be able to take in. I thank you, God, for all of the words of wisdom that we have been able to partake in with this devotional. I ask you, Father, to help anyone who may be feeling any level of guilt or shame to be free, free them, Father, from any level of guilt or shame that they may be feeling free them, Father, from any guilt or shame and and allow them to be able to have the courage to share it with you, God, to leave it at the altar, to make the scary changes even whenever you're not ready. I was not ready to lay down some of the things that you had me lay down. I was not ready to lay down sex in the relationship because our relationship was going well. We were at our best. And you asked me to lay it down. I wasn't ready to lay down my medical marijuana card. I wasn't ready to lay down not going to those family functions, God. But I did them. I did them for you. And I'm so happy that I did. Because in making those decisions, I got freedom on the other side. So I thank you, Father, for allowing me to feel and have freedom. I ask you, Heavenly Father, also to just share that same freedom. With everyone else who has done that already and who is doing that as we speak. In the same Christ Jesus name we pray. Amen. Alright, I love you and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow in our next Bible study plan. 
our next Bible study um, devotional, <laughs> which is actually going to be our last day. And I'm going to share a little something with you also um, as, as we do our last day. Some big news. All right. I love you. Talk to you tomorrow.